Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 152 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I'm your host, the Raz, with my co-host, the Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the interwebs. And Buck, before we get too awful far into this, we have to give out a huge shout out to a friend of the podcast, uh, Guido Finelli. <laughs> not his real name. Oh, yeah. Not his real name. Uh, who has a h- huge color, awesome spread in People Magazine this week. Uh, I say this week. It's uh, the November 29th, 2022 uh, edition. So it will be coming out um, if it's not on the newsstands already. Uh, he sent me a, a full color uh, image of the whole thing. Uh, it's all about his rentahitman.com website, which you know we absolutely love here on the podcast. And it, uh, we absolutely. Actually, and uh, Guido was on the show a couple weeks ago. We did a, a like half a show just going over uh, uh, the Rent a Hitman and how it got started and everything like that. Uh, and then uh, People Magazine decided, hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> so we got the scoop on People Magazine. I just want to point that out. <laughs> We did. <laughs> Not true. They actually we did. They actually did the interview a little while back. They just finally published it. But still, uh, big thanks to Guido. And uh, you know, seeing the, the the spread on here, it's pretty awesome. And I mean, congratulations to him. He's got a couple of good big projects coming out here very soon uh, that we are so looking forward to. And if he needs any help at all, he just needs to ask. <laughs> uh, not, not that we can do a whole lot, but we we will do what we can. <laughs> parking, parking, parking parking all right Buck. so every once in a while there's there's stories that come out that we uh we put in our little feed that we tried to vet out what we're going to do for the show and so every once in a while there's ones that come out you're like that can't be real that's got to be satire and then you do a little bit of research and you find no oh my god that is real and when that happens you know it's going to be on the show you know we're going to talk absolutely so we're going to talk about a story on hypebeast.com. Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield to co-launch Holy Ears Edibles. <laughs> That's You know, my 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 family had a uh, what we called at the time was a black box. It was a decoder box so that you could watch uh pay-per-view and stuff for free. And uh I watched this fight, the Mike Tyson Evander Holyfield fight when Tyson bit his ear clean off. I watched that fight. I, I stayed up all freaking night waiting for that for the main event, and it was late. And then the, it was he just bit his freaking ear off, and I was it's like, oh, that, this is it. This is the whole thing we made up. I can't imagine paying a hundred dollars to see this thing, dude. I'm just so happy that this is even happening. Like, I'm not even, like, an Edibles fan. I I like my flower, and I love the vape. You know, I'm not an Edibles guy. But I would, I, just, just knowing the history behind that, you know, because he did. He bit the tip of his ear off. And that, that was just. And spat it out right there on the mat. (laughs) I, I, I didn't, I thought that that bridge was burnt and that the earth had been salted. Like, I, I, this is just an amazing display of people getting the fuck over themselves. Like, I'm not sure, it I, really I'm not is. sure I could get over someone biting my ear off. Well, and that's the thing, though, man. Like, that's just that there's just so many amazing things about this that that I think are just being overlooked. 
you know like it re- like i really thought that the earth had been salted after that fight man i i didn't think there'd be any coming back from that like you said i'd never get over that well Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield are joining forces ahead of the holiday season for a special line of cannabis edibles, referencing the infamous 1997 heavyweight boxing bout when Iron Mike was disqualified for biting off a chunk of Holyfield's ear. The ear-shaped THC-infused Holy Ears snack are released via Tyson 2.0 Global Company, in which Holyfield is set to launch his own line in 2023. Mike and I have a long history of competition and respect for one another. <laughs> and that night changed both our lives. Back then, we didn't realize that even as uh, power athletes, we were also in a lot of pain. Now, nearly 20 years later, we have an opportunity to share the medicine we really need needed throughout our careers. That's, his, uh, that's a statement from Holyfield. According to HuffPost editor Philip Lewis, Tyson echoed the sentiment saying, if I was on cannabis, I wouldn't have bit his ear. (laughs) Holy Ears gummies are sold in 25 milligram pieces and arrive in three flavors, including Cherry Pie Punch, Sour Apple Punch, and Black Eye Berry. (laughs) The snacks are also all natural, vegan, and gluten-free. Priced at $30 per bag, the Delta 8 Holy Ears snacks are now available at Tyson 2.0 Global website. Take a look at the trailer below. And there's there's a trailer. I haven't seen it yet. But the the caption, this is on Mike Tyson's Twitter page. It's that time of the year, and EAR is in parentheses, (laughs) that bring people together. Shop the Delta 8 Holy Ears collection. (laughs) Nice. Just, just everything about that just makes me smile, man. And I don't even like Delta Eight. Like I'm out. I said I'd buy, but no, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want the hand job on your honeymoon. Fucking Delta Eight. What is Delta Eight? THC stuff. It's like, it's like, it's like the. <laughs> I, I got no other way to describe it, man. It's the, it's the diet coke of weed. Like it's it's derived from hemp. Okay. I think I like I am so grossly uninformed about it. So I I could like I hope you're researching it right now because I think it comes from the hemp plant instead of like the instead of the other one. Okay, I'm I only know how to get high, man. I don't know about the fucking inner machinations of the fucking plant strains. All I know is that I ate. Probably 150 fucking milligrams of Delta 8 THC gummies. And, you know, I bought them from a reputable source, too. I even asked him. I was like, whatever, man. (laughs) From that kind of guy. I bought it from that kind of guy. And you know what? I told him. I was like, no, 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 man. You don't understand. All right? I need a party-sized dose. If we're talking edibles and we're talking gummies, because I don't know what it is about the gelatin style gummies. You give me half a cookie and I'll I'll go home with you. Like that's it. Like like you made a friend for life. But those gummies, man, there's something about the gelatin based gummies, they just don't hit me right. And so I I was I told that to the guy. I'm like, all right, dude, I need like a party sized dose. I want I want to roll. And this guy doesn't steer me wrong with my nicotine vape stuff. 
So he's like, all right, you know, blah, blah, goes into the legalities and explains to me what it is. And I was like, I don't care. I don't want you to build me a watch, man. Just tell me what the fuck time it is. Is this going to get me high or not? <laughs> and he's like, okay, it'll get you high. I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a buyer then. I'll take the risk. I bought three packages of them, 850 milligrams of them. 150 milligrams. And you know what? Nothing. 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 No. Well, well Delta 8 THC is a psychoactive compound. It's pretty similar to Delta 9. That doesn't help. Delta 9 THC is a compound in the cannabis plant that produces a high in what people are often referred to when they're talking about THC. Though Delta 8 is similar to Delta 9, it is significantly as a slightly different chemical structure that makes it less a lot less potent. Maybe you need Delta the 9. The Diet Coke of weed. Right. right. It's the Diet Coke of weed. Okay, so I was... <laughs> yeah. Earth is a planet. Delta 8's the, del the Diet Coke of weed. Will Delta 8 get you high? Because of Delta 8 is so similar to Delta 9 THC, it will also cause a high. However, some people describe it as milder than with Delta 9. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Diet Coke. Okay, we'll go with that. The, the common denominator... And the reason why I have a problem with it, I'd be a huge advocate of it if it, it didn't make you piss hot. <laughs> well, no, because you know what? I can, I, can roll, I can roll with the vape stuff. The vape stuff will get me, it'll, it'll get me off a little bit. You know, I can, I can see, like, if, if winter has struck and I have nothing else, I, I have a couple of Delta 8 vapes on, on standby because they do... You know, they do something. But, like, the, if, if the edibles, if any of it didn't make you piss hot, I'd, 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 I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's actually okay. You know, working man who can't, you know, party on like everybody else because of a piss test at work, he can grab his little Delta 8 vape and at least, like, get on cloud 7 instead of cloud 9. Like, I'm, I'm okay with this. Like, that, I, I'm... I'm a huge advocate of that, you know, but it makes you piss hot at the same time. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like you, you, you go into the fucking casino and playing penny slot machines. Hey, I've done that. Like, well, I've done that too. I've done that too. When I purposely wanted to waste time. But if you're going to be smoking something, man, you want to fucking party. You want to fucking roll. And if you're going to piss hot anyhow, just, just, don't even do that fucking Delta H shit, man. Just go grab the bong because it's the same shit. You piss into that cup after using that Delta H stuff, it's no damn different than fucking hitting the bong. You might as well just fucking... Don't even play the slots, man. Go to, go straight to fucking roulette. Put it on red, spin the wheel, and have a great fucking night. You know? That's... I, I just... I'm not an advocate of the Delta H stuff. Good for Holyfield, good for Tyson. I'm a huge fan of the fucking campaign because they're reconciling their differences. I'm all about communication and overcoming struggles, blah, blah, blah. You know, Kevin Costner's speech done. But, you know, at the at the end of the day, man, like, I'm just not gonna roll on the Delta Eight stuff. I'm not I'm not gonna jump on that party roll. I'm not I'm not doing it. Well, oh, fair enough. Our next story comes from the Tampa Free Press Free Press. God, I can't talk today. Florida man arrested after his cookie box revealed crack, MDMA, and fentanyl. And 
Yeah, I, I wish you could see the picture of this this dude's mugshot. Do you remember the show, the the movie that came out a number of years ago called Mega Mind? Uh, <laughs> I think it was. Yes, like, this dude looks like a black Mega Mind. His head is ginormous. <laughs> A Florida man has been arrested after deputies found him driving erratically and located a box of cookies that wasn't what it seemed. A 34-year-old Stephen Robert Thomas, anybody with three first names, that's it's, it's a recipe for disaster, folks. Be careful when you name your kids. Stephen Robert Thomas was pulled over after a member of the Highland County Sheriff's Office Tactical Anti-Crime Team, Jesus Christ, uh, saw him driving erratically on Lakeview Drive in Sebring around 9.30 p.m. on November 10th. Deputies say he drifted over the center line several times and then almost clipped another car when he made a turn. Thomas claimed that he was his car was having steering issues, which may have been true, but the bigger issue was that his license had expired. An even bigger issue arose when Canine Lady took a walk around the car and let deputies know she smelled something inside. I don't like the way that's worded. <laughs> While they may like to eat them, none of the drug none of the dogs are trained to alert on specific scents of baked goods. So you can probably see where this is going. Investigators say the cookie box was found concealed inside of a backpack. It contained 30.2 grams of crack cocaine, 28.2 grams of MDNA, uh, three oxycodone pills, four pills that later tested positive for fentanyl, and there was also $300 in cash and several unused baggies. Put that all together and you have a recipe for drug dealing. The loaded... Migraines. That too. Uh, the loaded 45 caliber pistol under the front seat was taking was kind of the icing on the cookie, so to speak, since Thomas is a convicted felon. Thomas was okay. I got nothing. Thomas was convicted, charged with trafficking in more than 28 grams of cocaine and trafficking in 10 grams or more of MDMA. Both are first degree felonies. He is also charged with two counts: possession of controlled substance, felony possession of drug equipment, and possession of a weapon by a convicted felon. <laughs> Man, he was, he was, you know, most drug dealers, they know what the, the, the felony amounts are. And they usually have that amount less on them. Not this cat. No, sir. <laughs> He's going to be going away for a little bit. Again, man, roulette. This guy is not a slot machine cat. <laughs> this guy goes right to craps and roulette. Uh, I was going to, you know what? I was going to, I was going to bank on it. I was going to bank on it. And I was going to be like, okay, man, you know, it's all migraines. Got a lot of pain pills. Likes to party and have a little fun. It's a month's supply, man. If you went to a pharmacy, would they give you one antibiotic? No. Like this is a month's supply, man. I know what it looks like, but no, you got guns. You got felony records. Now you need a fucking dude who could get Stevie Wonder a fucking driver's license to get you out of this shit. Like you're done. Dunzo, you're not playing Xbox tonight, brother. You you are you are not doing that. And then let's go back to something else here that I want to talk about. What was the name of the team that the deputy Dudley Do Right was on? Uh, I gotta what, find what was what was that called? I gotta find that again. Uh, the Highland County Sheriff's Office Tactical Anti Crime Team. Okay, that's that's bad. Okay, people, that's bad. And when I say people, I'm not talking about, like, Johnny Q. Public. I'm talking about the naming authorities for these fucking teams. Okay? How are you supposed to put that on a jacket? 
Okay? We're walking around. Catastrophe happens. And everybody's running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And they're looking for jackets to say shit like SWAT. Or something PD. Or something FD. You know, fire department. How the fuck... If I saw that written on the back of a jacket at a fucking scene of any catastrophe, that would be the motherfucking person that I would want to stay away from. And not because I'm not respectful of the team or the position, but because in the heat of the moment when you're running around and you just want answers out of somewhere and, you know, there's fucking bombs going off or whatever, whatever, whatever. I see all those fucking words on the back of a jacket. I'm not even going to process who the fuck you are, man. Like, you're nothing. You're, you're, you like, I'd want to get directions from a guy who's got Best Buy on his shirt before you. Like, come on, man. Like, shorten the name of the teams. It's not, put it on the back of a jacket or give it a cool abbreviation. Like, the tactical weapons assault team. So, what are you, twat? You know, I had to look. I had to look it up because I thought this was the same sheriff's office that arrested the the, the blind man the other week. <laughs> it's not. Oh, no, that that was that was Columbia County. Uh, incidentally, just as an update on that, uh, he has re- they they did drop all the charges on that gentleman. Uh, they did. Um, he did retain counsel though, and has filed a federal lawsuit under 1983. So he is uh, he is going after them. So I can't. I'm really going to look forward to that. But I'm probably going to have many updates on that story as it progresses. Uh, you know what though? I mean, I think I just might, out of spite, buy myself some property in Hodges County, Florida. Once they once they change the name, right? All right. <laughs> so our next story is also from Florida, and this one more falls in line with our our. Florida Man segment of the week. Florida Man, Florida Man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out. Here comes Florida Man. Yes, indeed, here comes Florida Man as he breaks into a home, uses bathtub, sleeps in bed, and makes himself a cup of coffee. <laughs> A man settled into a rental home in Pensacola and proceeded to have a normal day. The catch, he broke in. The Escambia County Sheriff's Office said that 28-year-old Zachary Seth Murdoch smashed a glass porch door and entered an unoccupied home in Avenida? A-V-E-N-I-D-A. I don't know. Murdoch, yeah. used, Murdoch used the bathtub, slept in the bedroom, and made himself a nice cup of coffee in a mug. Deputy said that wasn't all. Murdoch left the cup of coffee on the back porch when he filled the trash can with trash, including his bus ticket stub. Later that evening, deputies responded to a burglary on the road, and the victim told police that a man wearing a dark-colored shirt, dark-colored pants, and a baseball cap walked up to her sliding glass door and pulled on the handle. When she asked uh, the suspect what he was doing, he says he was looking for Tony and left. Deputies say Murdoch was quickly found near the property. He was arrested for burglary and damage to property. <laughs> He's just, yeah, I'm just going to smash this door and I'm going to live here now. Like, no one's going to notice. You know, this is, this is the, um, the saga of the fourth bear. I believe we call him Special Bear. You know, it's not Papa Bear, Mama Bear, Baby Bear. They all got put in the story. 
this is special bear. The one that we don't want our kids to know about. You know, like what 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 are you doing, man? Going and breaking in, having coffee, taking a bath. You probably used the bath bomb too, dickhead. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> Mama Bear can only get those bath bombs once a year at the artisanal fucking floral stand at the annual craft fair. And she only buys two of them for special occasions and you fucked it up. You bitch. Just add into the story as much as you can, huh? No. I'm just really stoned. Understood. Our next story comes from WSBTV.com, Atlanta 2. Georgia woman behind bars after attempting to mail drugs to inmate. And they have both their mugshots on here. And just to give you a visualization, the guy does have a bunch of facial tattoos. Bad ones at that. But he also has a big one. Huge bubble letters across his neck that says cutthroat. (laughs) Oh, dear God. Uh, Bibb County, Georgia. A woman accused of trying to mail drugs into jail is now behind bars herself. Deputies with the Bibb County Sheriff's Office conducted the investigation between November 3rd and 10th. During the seven-day investigation, deputies learned through cell phone conversations, I'm sorry, through phone conversations, that Amber Lee Abney, 31, of McCone, and inmate James Douglas Atkins, 34, talked about her mailing drugs to him. Oh, they never learned. On November 10th, deputies said the U.S. Marshals performed a search warrant on Abney's home, and authorities said that deputies found drugs and communication devices used to uh, conduct conversations to mail drugs to the Bibb County Jail. Abney was arrested at her home and taken to Bibb County Jail. (laughs) Well, at least they can see each other in the hallway, I guess. She's facing charges of two counts of use of a communication facilities during the commission of a felony, possession of marijuana, three counts of conspiracy to violate Georgia's Controlled Substance Act, possession of Schedule One drugs, and criminal street gang activities. She is being held on a $1,860 bond. Oddly specific number. Apkins was already in the Bibb County Jail on unrelated charges. Is now facing uh, charges of two counts of attempting attempt or conspiracy to violate the Georgia Controlled Substance Act, two counts of communication facilities during the commission of a felony, and criminal street gang activities. He is being held without bond. Anyone with information about the case is urged to call the Bibb County Sheriff's Office. People, huh? If you're in jail, the phones are monitored. And recorded. They are listened to. And they listen. Yeah. Trust me when I say that. They are listened to. Regularly. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, You are talking about a caliber of people. Who. Like. And I'm not talking about the rank and file people. I'm talking about the people who actually listen to those phone calls and are charged with that duty. I wouldn't know what they're you're talking about. They're all, you know, they're all <laughs> people who either, who, and no, and I'm not talking about, dude, you're, you're excluded from, from this stereotype because you, you have a strong sense of work ethic. Okay. So barring those anomalies, most of those cats all wanted to be and couldn't become real cops 
And so they listened to those phone. No, 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 you're not that guy. So they listen to those phone calls with fervor, with purpose. They don't do it with the purpose of collecting a paycheck and a job well done. They do it with the purpose of like being the defender of like, I don't know what the fuck is going through their minds, but like we had a captain of internal affairs or like the guy who did the job that you had before you. Okay. Those people took it too far. Okay. And, and when you have those people doing it, they will hear you and they will find you and they will catch you and they will do everything they can to make your life shit. And if you slip up one time, they will investigate you ad nauseum. Like, you don't fuck around with the phones. And, and also, with, with the mail, do you realize what you're doing, you dumb shit? You're keeping some guy in the fucking mail room four hours after a shift while he gets sprayed down butt-ass naked in the parking lot by the fucking hazmat team. Because you're mailing some white powdery substance into a fucking prison in the mail. And you know what? Now they're pissed. That's the first. Then, yeah. Like, thank you, you fucking troglodyte. Like, what the fuck is your problem? You know? They search the mail. They listen to the phone calls. You're not smart enough to circumvent those things because you're obviously not even smart enough to know that those controls even exist why are you making these kind of plans and you know what $1668 in fines for a fucking bond or for a bond and I'll tell you what it was a $1000 bond and your ass doesn't know where or how or when to park your motherfucking car or how to pay your goddamn tickets. And they just tack that shit on. Right on the top of it. Right on top of it. Okay. Not only are you stupid. By using the phones. And stupid by using the mail. You're also stupid. For not taking care of your dirty fucking laundry. And now. You've learned that you can't cheat the hangman. You're fucking done. Congratulations. You know, I, I would You've s- wasted time and resources that were meant for actual criminals, and and you're you're putting around acting like a damn idiot. I would sit around at night when I was because I worked an evening shift, uh, doing my paperwork or um, doing st- work on the computer. I just had headphones in. That's all. I was just listening to phone calls. That's all I did all night. Is do do whatever I had to do, and instead of listening to music, I listened to phone calls. So those calls do get listened to. And here's another thing that people don't get that you see in movies all the time. When they go to visit and they're talking through the glass and they're talking on the phones, those are recorded too. <laughs> yeah, so don't, don't think that you're going to get away with anything. Uh, your communication has to be a lot more sophisticated than just that, okay? Yeah, I mean... We've seen some real elaborate and like well thought out ploys to to accomplish things that break rules inside of prisons. And none of them have had anything to even they stay as far the fuck away from the phones as they can. Like inmates that are planning to do shit that is against the rules don't even talk about it 
in the day area when the phones are on the hook because somebody's talking to their grandmother because it might pick up on that recorded phone call in the background because yep. people listen to it. And don't think that speaking in a foreign language will save you either because somebody will hear you speaking some dumb shit in a foreign language. And you know what? We live in the 21st century, bitches. We got Google Translate. They'll figure it the fuck out. We got a bug. You're not. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, we had a guy. We yeah, had a guy that they, was doing when I know, it in when Greek. They, when they, I know they, I remember the Greek guy, but I just remember every time they started spitting in Spanish, I'd have you come back to my office. Well, I yes. Dude, Spanish is not the language to use if you're planning a heist or anything that has to do with any kind of ne'er do welling. Like, just just don't use Spanish, fucking Arabic, you know, or or like Vietnamese. Like, pick pick some obtuse language. Don't just don't. No, either way, using the mail, using the phones in order to circumvent the fucking controls that exist after a lot of trial and fucking error in a prison, you know, we, we didn't like every time you do something stupid, we find a way to fucking prevent it. And, and the cycle continues. You think that we, the phones and mail were among the first fucking things to get searched and looked at after the prisons became a thing. They built four walls, put a phone in there, and then they had somebody fucking listen. That's how that works. Dumbasses. All right, we're back with the second half, and we're going to go straight to InsideNova.com, Northern Virginia's leading nude source. <laughs> oh! Man cooks stolen food at Pizza Hut while threatening employees with a knife. <laughs> A 22-year-old Manassas Park uh, man is jailed without bond after police say he cooked himself stolen food at Pizza Hut while threatening employees with a knife. The robbery happened just after 11 p.m. Saturday on November 12th at the restaurant in Shoppers Square in Manassas. The suspect walked into the store and passed the service counter towards the kitchen area. While in the kitchen... Uh, the accused retrieved food items from the freezer and began cooking them before lifting up his shirt, revealing a knife to the employee. Prince Williams County Police Master Officer Renee Carr said in a news statement, uh, he then took out the food, took the food and left the business. An employee attempted to confront him in the parking lot and the suspect brandished the knife. No injuries were reported. A police canine and helicopter assisted from Fairfax County Police searched the area and the, for the suspect that that night, but it wasn't, he wasn't located. One of the employees knew the alleged robber identified as David Obed, uh, malaria, swear to God, <laughs> of the 100 block of old Centerville road in Manassas park. And he was arrested the next day. Uh, malaria is being held without bond at Prince Williams, Manassas regional jail on the, on a robbery charge. <laughs> Just rolls in, starts cooking food. They, what the hell are you doing? And he shows him a knife. <laughs> that just sounds Man. like somebody who wanted to go to jail for the winter. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he had I a mean, house, you know so what? That's a thing. Really is. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even like Pizza Hut that much. All I could think about while you were reading the article is the fact that I had Pizza Hut for lunch yesterday. Any pizza. Shut up. 
Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Well, our last story... Well, not last story. Our next story... Wait, what about, like, spinach and feta pizza? Oh, you wouldn't eat that anyhow, would you? Spinach is all right, but I can't have bread. Move along, man. I'm not even going to touch that. Just solidarity, brother. I love you. That's... (laughs) Sorry. Our next story comes from Fox 13 Seattle. Armed carjacking suspect arrested in Tacoma after car needed a jump start. An armed car thief suspect uh, was arrested outside of St. Joseph Medical Center early Thursday morning after realizing the car he tried stealing needed a jump start. According to the Tacoma Police Department, at around 2.43 a.m., someone called 911 saying that they were robbed at Knife Point near the corner of South J Street and South 17th Street. Authorities say they quickly arrested the 42-year-old suspect after he tried running away. He was immediately booked for robbery in the first degree. (laughs) Oh, is that it? That's the whole story? That sucks. (laughs) I thought there'd be more to it. Sorry. So he like robs the like I want I, I want to know like how, so he, he he robs the guy at knife point. What was the guy doing out there? Was he wait, waiting for somebody else to come jump his car? How does that how does that work? What, dude? See if you can do your Raz magic and and see if there's like anything else on this anywhere else because I'm actually kind of like hungry for details i i was so i'm so sorry that i sent you such a piss poor article i'm normally i'm normally a little more astute with vetting them out like that's totally like a year a year in thing that we should have ironed out by now man that totally slipped through my controls i mean oh well at the end of the day man i I, it just makes me wonder what what is the mental napkin math that people do when they make these kind of decisions like why why are we why why are how do how do we even get there is is what i want to know so i guess at the end of the day if people weren't people we wouldn't have anything to talk about so i i found the story on like four other news sites and every one of them is shorter than the one you sent me. But the, this one on uh, KIRO7 uh, is the, the last line's a little bit different. Officers gave the victim a jump start so he could get home. <laughs> so I, I just imagine this dude is sitting in his car with his dead battery, imagining how this sucks. How can my night possibly get any worse? <laughs> dude rolls up with a knife and says give me the car uh sure have it (laughs) god oh wow that's horrible (laughs) you know what though it's gonna make for a great story at thanksgiving and see the thing is though if if you ever need a jump start you call a police department they're gonna tell you to call AAA or call a tow truck they're not gonna come out there and jump you uh, which is bullshit. I think they actually should, but they don't. Uh, but in this particular case, the cops gave him a jump start. <laughs> That's the, the very simple. Very simple. Yes, yes. All right. Our next story comes from thesmokinggun.com. Ohio man crashes truck into Taco Bell after his drive-through order is short one ninety-nine cent taco. 
Today's instance of drive through rage came from Huber Heights, Ohio, where a 23-year-old man allegedly crashed his truck into a Taco Bell after he did not get one of the tacos he ordered. Michael Smith was arrested earlier this morning for felony vandalism in connection with the bizarre 2.15 a.m. incident at the fast food restaurant. Smith, pictured in the mugshot at the right, is being held at the Montgomery County Jail. Police are summoned to the Taco Bell by workers who report a white male in a white truck struck the eatery entrance and then fled the scene. Cops tracked the fluid trail <laughs> leaking from the vehicle to Smith's house where he was arrested. <laughs> Cops noted uh, Smith admitted intentionally striking the building after he realized he did not get one of the tacos that he ordered. Smith's crash shattered windows and caused damage to the Taco Bell, where a taco retails for 99 cents. Well, I am no longer surprised at what somebody would do for a dollar. I mean, I'm just... (laughs) I mean, people, people, it just... This was a dollar on the line, and he drove his car into a restaurant for a dollar. Don't don't underestimate the power of the dollar. Like one buck, that's all it took. That's it. Mm, yeah. I can't get a Taco Bell anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I I love me some Taco Bell. That, that's that's one of the big things. I'm like really get kicked in the gym loved. about yeah but loved i have been angry at a drive-thru before. i've been furious at a drive-thru before but i never once thought to myself self because that's what i call myself uh let's go around the block and get a nice running start and smash into that store with our vehicle <laughs> yeah there's a go st- around the building and make a stop and go in. Well, at that point in the night, their 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 lobby's closed. But go back through the drive-through and say, "Hey, you shorted me a taco." Yeah, I mean, like the best way to bridge the gap between misunderstanding is a little communication. Or don't pull away from the window until you check your bag. How about that, homie? <laughs> Was there a line of people? Uh, screw it. Like, I'm did... counting my shit first well, before I pull. That's away. what I'm saying. Like, why why were you in such a hurry? What do you like? You can't take the extra ten seconds to count your fucking tacos. You know what? I'll bet you I know what it is, man. I think Psycho Stick made a song about that. He ordered Ooh. he ordered five tacos and he could only count to four. I can only count to four. I can only count to four. That was his problem, man. I actually know the video. I know, I know. I know the song now that you've said it. <laughs> One, two, nine, ten. Lost count again. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Come on. <laughs> All right, Buck. Our last story comes from rawstory.com. Indiana cop visits school to teach kids how to be a good police. That that's what it says. How to be good police? Then accidentally shoots one of them. <laughs> okay, an Indiana police officer this week visited the South Vermilion High School to teach children. I've got a pop up about how to be good law enforcement officials, but wound up accidentally shooting one of the prospective pupils. 
Local news station WTHI-TV reports that the shooting occurred during a visit to the school on Thursday morning in which the officer, who had been identified as Tim Dispinet, was running a drill with students on how to handle a purported bad guy. At one point, the officer's weapon accidentally discharged and resulted in injury to one student who was not severely hurt. Shoot me at all. I'm calling it severe. The incident was an accidental discharge by a firearm by a law enforcement officer during a drill. Uh, the school said in a prepared statement, one student was injured without life-threatening injuries and has been taken to the hospital. The school has since returned to normal operations. What the hell? <laughs> Why did you even have your gun out, you damn fool? Oh my gosh. It just shoots a kid. It just shoots a kid. But it's okay. It's not life-threatening, Buck. Don't worry about it. That is a man who should not be allowed to have a weapon. <laughs> yeah. It might not be life-threatening, but it most certainly will be life-altering and not for the better. No. And something yeah, tells me that dude, a hefty settlement is in that child's future. Dude, do you remember when... The prison for a little, for a very short stint of time. Officer Pepper. Had that scared with the inert pepper spray unit. What? You don't remember? Oh my gosh, we had a captain, okay, uh -huh. who we both really liked, okay? We, we called him, everybody called him Captain America, even though that wasn't his name, so... We we were doing he was doing the scared straight program. We had all these kids in the gym at the prison. We had the whole fucking thing on lockdown. We did like two of them. All right. And so Captain America is showing the kids the uh the ebid shield and the ebids and you know blah blah blah. And he gets out the inert pepper spray unit. And he's like, oh, well, this is pepper spray and accidentally does something and makes it look like he's spraying the kids by accident with this inert MK9, <laughs> which is like the, the fire extinguisher size pepper spray. For, for those of you, the uninitiated, it's like the thing that Dog the Bounty Hunter carries. <laughs> yeah. And he like, he like accidentally like discharges it like fake accidentally. And all these kids think that it's like real live pepper spray. And one of the kids got blasted with some of the inert stuff. Not like a huge blast. He wasn't soaked, but it definitely got him. And he like broke down and like started crying and like really like having a bad day. And like now, now that we're done laughing about Captain America doing this, turns out that that kid was in his home when the police came in and like kicked in his door and all this stuff and started spraying everywhere. And his dad was in the medium security unit. And Captain Captain America just got done like hosing down the entire class with this inert pepper spray, which is like it basically it's smells water. like peppermint. It, it's water, yeah. It's like peppermint water. It's 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 harmless. It really is. But that was I remember that. That's like shoot like when you said shooting a kid, it reminded me of that. But we also had an officer who who was referred to as Officer Pepper for a long time, uh, because he took an inmate to the dentist, and he went to sit down in a chair, and he was. You have to kind of if you have a chair with arms on it, you're wearing a duty belt. You kind of have to position yourself just right to sit down. 
and he accidentally, his thumb slipped inside the case and he ended up shooting the dentist with the pepper spray. <laughs> I remember that too. <laughs> but Oh man, and then the other, the other scared straight thing that they had though, they, uh, they did it for the, uh, for the children of migrant workers. Oh my God. Oh yeah, it was, it was so bad. So bad. And, you know, so they're sitting there and Captain America getting ready to do all this stuff. And Deputy Warden uh, Bob comes, comes back and he's like, it's not going to be you, Captain America. You're not, you're not, you're not doing this. <laughs> you, you will not do this. We're going to give it to these two sergeants and... Fuck. <laughs> these, these are all kids. These are all kids of. These are all children of migrant workers. And Buck speaks Spanish, right? Buck and I was like, I actually lived in Mexico for three years, so yeah, I do have a functional capacity. But I think this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Well, you know, you'll be fine. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I am very uncomfortable doing this. We go back there. And it's like some social worker, like not social worker. I think it was a school guidance counselor, also a Hispanic and uh, probably about 15, maybe 17 Hispanic kids. We sit them all down in the, in the briefing room where we did guard mount. And, um, the guidance counselor woman was like, I thought that, you guys had a staff member that was Hispanic. And I was like, so about that. (laughs) I was like, like, I'm not going to lie. We do have officer Gus. And you wouldn't like him. And then there's me. And she's like, are you Hispanic? And I was like, Nope. (laughs) I was like, but I do have, I do have the Mexican flag tattooed on my leg. She's like, Oh my gosh. And I started speaking Spanish with her. I started speaking Spanish with her and she was like, okay, all right. We can, (laughs) we can make this work. We can make this work. (laughs) I was like, I was like, no te preocupas maestra. You know, you're like, todo va a estar bien. Like, yo puedo aguantar en español. Yeah, I, I can do this. You know, <laughs> no te preocupes para nada. Estoy aquí para que te ayude. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to help you out. But <laughs> it was just like that, that scared straight program only made it, only made it past that. And I got in trouble too. Because I used the EBID. You know, they they were like, you know, oh, well, you know, we demonstrate some tools, blah, blah. And um, one of the sergeants pulls out the handheld EBID, and she was the uh, very outspoken first shift uh, sergeant. Uh, yeah. As soon as you said she, I knew exactly who you were talking about. Yeah. And she actually got real upset because she's like, Okay, Buck. You know, show. Go ahead and zap, zap the EBID. And I was, and I was like, all right. Put it, and I gave it like a little shock. And she was like, no, no, no Buck. Show him, show him like the EBID shock. 
I was like, all right, if you want me to, I'll, I'll do it. And so, well, no, I, I thought that she meant like the way that we were supposed to do it at the Academy. Oh God. So, so I put the EBIT, I went, held it right into my leg and went like that and showed the kids and my leg jumped up and they were like, Oh my God. And one, one kid was like, kind of like freaked out by it. And they were like, Buck, do you remember why we made Captain America stop doing this? I was like, yeah. And they were like, why did you, why, why did you do this? And I was like, because she told me to. Oh yeah. I mean, like when you bring kids into the the law enforcement arena my and and i'm speaking from the perspective of somebody who shouldn't be charged with that duty because i shouldn't be and i should have never had been i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know what i was getting into you should have people trained there should be training okay because law enforcement with adults is completely different than law enforcement with children oh yeah i had a i had job offers a couple times from a uh this company it was called abraxas uh they had a juvenile detention facility up the mountain and uh they they had made a couple job offers to me and i was just like you can't you can't afford me no because you cannot pay me enough to work with kids no 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 oh man People, people shit on, on, on a regular CO, man, I'll tell you what, those, those juvenile detention officers, those guys, they're paid less. They got to put up with more bullshit. Like, you know, I, I lived across the street from a guy who was like a supervisor at Cornell Abraxas and he was telling me, he's like, oh yeah, kid comes up and punches you. All you can do is like deflect, like you're not. You're not even allowed to like punch back to defend yourself. All you can do is evade. And I'm like, what? He's like, oh yeah. You know, some 16 year old, 280 pound kid who like took down three cops when he was getting arrested, but you know, he's just not old enough to get thrown into a adult prison ends up at Abraxas and starts flipping out on the, on the staff there. And there's nothing they can do. Like law enforcement with kids is a completely different monster. When you expose police officers and correction staff or any kind of law enforcement staff to children, it has to be somebody that's trained to do it. So that way, accidents like EBIDs and fake pepper spray or, and or shooting, shooting a kid, come the fuck on, officer. You know, like, happy trigger. fucking idiot, man. Officer trigger finger. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like, Come on, you know, Deputy Deadeye. What the fuck are you doing, man? Like, why are you even unsheathing that smoke wagon in front of a bunch of kids? Like, what are you going to do? Just, you know, unload it and pass it around? Like, don't forget <laughs> to check. Like, oh, yeah, you want to see this gun, kids? Uh, let me just unload it. Um, There might be one in the chamber. Don't bang. Shit. Well, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't life threatening. It only blew their arm off. Yeah, he only lost a toe. I mean, or something. <laughs> you know, come use a little discretion. P- 
people who are in supervisory roles, just because you got like the ace detective, best cop on the force, you know what? He's the best at stopping criminals. He might not be the best at talking to kids. Use a little discretion, you know? The guy who you think picks his nose too much and sits behind the fucking water cooler all day long watching YouTube videos, you know, and, and you don't send out into the field for very much and is extremely good at administrative tasks, that might be the guy that you send in there to talk to a room full of kids, uh, you know, about, about the very vanilla exposure that they, that they should have to you know, the pretty fucked up world law enforcement. Like, you know, know your audience a little bit. Bunch of kids, maybe whipping out the fucking pistol is uh, is a little over, a little over the top for this demo. You know? Yep, yep. yep. All right, Buck, that's going to bring us to an end to another episode of the Social Liability Podcast. I'd like to remind everybody we do have a second show called The Subcockles of Reddit. It's available on uh, Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts, and that's Buck's personal show, uh, where we discuss things, uh, well, from the subcockles of Reddit. Uh, this episode coming out uh, on next Wednesday all has to deal with people's uh, problems and their disabilities. So give that a listen. Uh, it's got some good insights in it. Um, other than that, folks, uh, we never ask you to pay for anything when it comes to this podcast. The only thing we ever ask you to pay is attention. It is available for free just about every social platform uh, and podcasting station you can find uh, the only thing we ever ask that you do is maybe tell a friend that being said folks i'm the Raz. he's the buck wishing you all a happy and safe week and we'll catch you on the next episode of the social liability podcast 